You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. A sound, a smell, words. Hmm. Um, a bookstore? People, places. The mall. Images, bad weather. What are triggers? Ding, 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 ding. You got it. Yes. That's what we'll be talking about today. Triggers, triggers. And even though we open up, you know, with something funny and light, we definitely know that triggers are a serious thing. So today we're going to talk about these here triggers. So, Dreesy, everyone's not familiar with triggers. I know a lot in our culture, we might hear the word like trivialized and just like floating around like, you know, girl, you looked at me wrong. You triggered me, you Mm -hmm. know. But no, we're talking about a serious condition here is to be triggered. And, you know, in order for a person to be triggered, they have to be traumatized. So, yeah, when we're talking about triggers, for those of us who have experienced trauma all day and every day, we are surrounded by people, places and things that could cause a trigger. And what a trigger does is it takes you back in time. It's like having a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the definition of trigger in mental health terms, a trigger refers to something that affects your emotional state or significantly by causing extreme overwhelm or distress. And that comes from what it really means to be triggered from Healthline. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So a lot of us have gone through, you know, just some different things, um, different traumatic things. And every person responds to life differently. Right. Some things can be overwhelming and devastating to some people, and they can experience the very same thing. But it just depends on that person, depending on other factors or whether or how it, you know, affects you. So, yeah. But traumatic events can cause triggers like. If a person who's been raped or sexually assaulted, that person can have triggers. Mm -hmm. A person who's been serving in the military in any kind of conflict or combat, they develop post-traumatic stress disorders and they experience triggers. Any kind of physical assault, a person who may be in a domestic violence situation, any kind of emotional abuse, loss of a loved one. And even believe it or not, bad weather can be triggers for someone who has survived a natural disaster. So that's what we're going to be talking about. There are also other triggers that a person who may be struggling with any kind of substance abuse, alcohol, drugs, just to be around a drink. Smells alone are triggering. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. We just wanted to talk about these things today and let people, you know, know that there are real moments in people's lives 
and maybe it'll give them a better understanding of people around them who may have experienced trauma mm-hmm. when they're having these moments and just to bring some type of awareness so we can be more compassionate towards each other, you know, just trying to get through life here. So one thing I can remember, Dracy, is it was a young lady that I went to elementary school with. She was just a beautiful young lady. And I ran across her later in life in our adulthood. And I was really surprised by where life had her. This was one of the most beautiful little girls I ever came across in the fifth grade. Her mother was very attentive to her. She dressed well. She just looked like a baby doll, really. So later in life, I came across her and she was homeless. Wow. Yeah, I came across her on the street and um, didn't hardly recognize her, but I zoned in and it just came back to memory. This is this pretty little girl that used to be in the fifth grade and now she's homeless and living in her car. Mm. So, you know me. <laughs> yep. You know me, want to be, you know, nice and of service to people and just to let her know that she was loved. So I went to see about her two or three days later in a row just to check on her. I was really concerned about her. I was concerned about just her safety as being a woman on the street. Mm -hmm. I was concerned if she was being taken care of, if she had the things she needed. And of course, I wanted to take care of basic needs. So I invited her to lunch one day. And um, we went to Red Lobster and we just was getting the menu together and getting ready to order. And I could remember me making a sudden move, a sudden move with my hands in the menu and it triggered her. Yeah. It surprised me. Of course, it surprised me, but I stayed calm through the moment. And when I made a certain move, she said, don't do that again. Mm. I was like, okay. And she says, don't do that again. Wow. So I got it. I got it that this young lady has been traumatized. Right. So I eased my hands down and eased, you know, myself in place just to make her feel comfortable. And so that, you know, I could even keep myself safe. But it just let me know that triggers are real. Yeah. And also me, myself, I experience triggers here, there and everywhere sometimes. And mm-hmm. I can remember being a teenager and being assaulted. Two different occasions, I was sexually assaulted. So that left hypervigilance in me around people and then around certain people, especially male people, mm-hmm. male figures. So I can even remember just recently being triggered. We were getting ready to do the podcast. We were getting things and people in place. We mm-hmm. were reaching out to different people for help to assist us with different things. So I know one person, he's a guy and he deals with audio. He's an audio technician and Mm -hmm. he knows everything about sound and editing and all that. So, you know, I decided to reach out to him to see if he could help me learn some of this back end stuff with podcasting. Right. The first time that we met, we met in a public place at Starbucks and that was good. That was cool. But I was still a little, you know, a little leery, but I wasn't overly concerned because we were here in a public place. Right. But when we got there, he showed me as much as he could there. But just the lighting itself, the computer that he had, and just different access to stuff that he needed, it wasn't available right there 
Mm-hmm. We actually needed some other equipment and some other software that he already had in place at his studio at his house. Yeah. So we rescheduled because it was a good meeting initially, but we met again three months later. And this time we did make an appointment to meet at his house. Okay. When this person invited me and welcomed me to their house because they have the big monitors, they do. They have a whole situation set up at their house. But something started going off in me immediately. Mm -hmm. When this person said, oh, you can come to my house and we can learn it here. I'm telling you, I was being triggered. Yeah. And I was communicating with this person back and forth. And I was actually pondering with myself back and forth. I can even feel the anxiety coming up on me. Just the idea of me going over this person's house. It was amazing. But anyway, I did follow through and I did go over and learn some things about editing. And I'll probably have to go back again to get a refresher here. But I text this person. They say, yeah, you can come over. Um, They made an appointment with me. And the thing that I text back to this person is, will I be safe? Mm. They had no clue what I was talking about. That was like some abnormal conversation to them. They were like, are you going to be safe? Right. But that's what was going off in me. Am I going to be safe? And they said back to me, they say, yes, you will be 100% safe. Mm. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, I'm trying to learn to move forward in life and rebuild trust with people. Right. But similar situations are triggers. Mm -hmm. Being with a male behind a closed door a trusted male behind a closed door set off major triggers for me. Yeah. And I even had to explain the situation to them because they were kind of thrown a little bit by me asking these questions about safety. So I did open up to them and I told them, you know, once upon a time I was assaulted. Uh, So, you know, this is where I am. Right. They understood that. They made sure I was a hundred percent safe. Like they said, They gave me the space that I needed, whatever I needed to be comfortable. They taught me. They set up the teaching situation where it was distance that I would feel comfortable. Yeah. I scheduled a time to be there and a time to leave. That was on point. So everything, you know, that they did to assure me that I would be safe, they did that. And what that did for me is begin to allow me to rebuild trust in that area. Because just like you said, possibly in another episode, every person is not the same. Yeah. Every person is not a bad person. So you have to give people a chance and you have to give yourself a chance again to live in those areas and to move forward in those areas. So, yeah, I know about these triggers. Yeah. Triggers are real. (laughs) Triggers are real. And it's like you're experiencing the trauma all over again. It is. So when we talk about trauma responses, which we've had a whole episode on months ago, you know, it's like a fight or flight. Like literally you have to calm yourself down or you will think that you are experiencing the trauma all over again. You would think that you were in the same place with the same person. It'll send you right back to that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so I think like knowing what your triggers are, Because, you know, as time goes on, you kind of start to learn, okay, this kind of similar thing triggered me last time. 
let me note that as a possible trigger for me. So if it comes up again, I can better handle it or I can have a plan. So I think with triggers, observing ourselves and kind of noting what has been triggers in the past and how we can better navigate through them if and when something similar happens again. I think that's something that can help us all with triggers. Yeah. You're exactly right. That's one of the things that I do. When I am triggered, I do a playback. Who did I talk to? Where did I go? What did I hear? Who's been in my presence? You know, I just do a playback. And a lot of times when I do that playback and just find tooth comb through it, I can identify, okay, right there, that conversation right there on that phone or right there when I was texting with that person that set that off right there. So, you know, it just lets me know how to pinpoint those moments and um, also how to recover. Right. How to recover from them. We're talking about these triggers out here. And another thing that we can see a lot of times in culture now with so much going on, there are trigger warnings everywhere. Mm -hmm. Trigger warnings in social media. You might see trigger warning on a TV show or a movie. But these things are there to help people who suffer from triggers. And I can remember when we were planning to do our video, our trailer, and we were considering the things to put in the trailer, some of the visuals, some of the sound effects. Yep. We had people in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to put some trigger warnings and disclaimers in here because we did not want to catch someone by surprise who was viewing the video. So I can remember us doing that. Yeah, I remember that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good that we're seeing that on social media. You know, we're seeing that across the board so that people are aware of that. So that's a good thing. That's a growth. I think that's a moment of growth and awareness in our society in this area. You know, the fact that we do that. That's right. That's right. That's a good thing. And we talk about things kind of heavy sometimes. But also, I did learn too, Dreesy, that triggers can be positive as well. Mm. There can be positive triggers that release feelings of joy and happiness, excitement, satisfaction, love, serenity. So, you know, different events, um, marriages or graduations or someone having a baby, um, taking an awesome vacation. There are some really good things that can happen in life, too, that can bring you right on back around to those good memories. If I, you know, see similar triggers, sounds, sights, tastes, smell. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And I love how you said that, because when we hear triggered, you know, it does make us think of like the negative experiences. But I love the fact that there's a positive side of that. Yes. Yes, ma'am. When we're talking about triggers, it's kind of hard to talk about trauma and triggers without talking about trauma responses. So a lot of these are mixed in with these here triggers are trauma responses because we're identifying with something of the past and it's triggering us and it's triggering us into a survival mode. Right. So it can be either one or all of them for you. It could be fight or flight. It can be freeze. I would think that fight or flight kicked in when I was meeting with the gentleman for editing. I was on high alert. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've had a couple of triggered moments. I can think about being triggered in the area of music. Mm -hmm. I never forget. 
a music director told me we were preparing for, I don't know if I had a solo or what, I don't know what it was. And he was telling me something to correct, making sure you're not flat, you're not sharp, da, 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 da. I can't remember what the whole conversation was, but I met up with a couple of friends at IHOP after that. And you would have thought that somebody was shooting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I laugh about it now because this is some foolery. You would have thought that I just escaped a shooting rampage. My goodness. How I was crying and I can't even remember the conversation. You know, I can't remember every single thing in the conversation, but clearly I was triggered and I used the words. I said, y'all, I'm like, I was aware of the fact that I was triggered, Mm -hmm. but talk about some ugly crying and some deep crying. My goodness. So being triggered, it kind of is a knock at the door and to say, hey, there needs to be some work in this area. Something needs healing in this area. You know, I can also, of course, being triggered in the pandemic. We've talked about that with physical space or, you know, people not having on a mask and the distance and all of that. Physical symptoms being triggering because, again, it puts you right at that traumatic experience, right? It puts you right back there. And so you do, you got to calm it down. You got to tell yourself you're not dying. You're not a failure. You're not bad. Like whatever it is that you have to remind yourself of, be sure to do that. Because your body and your mind literally think that you're there. That's right. That's exactly right. And um, sometimes it takes someone else to help you through those moments, too. Yeah. Uh, You need a support system sometimes, depending on what you're dealing with. I know a few military people, they might need help. Yeah. They might not be in a space they can calm themselves down. They actually go into war zone. They actually go into action. When they hear certain sounds and booms and bangs and firecrackers or fireworks and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a good thing to be aware of your own triggers. And it's also probably uh, good to let others know your triggers, too, so they can help you through those moments. Right. Yes. And we're about to wrap here. So one thing we can do if we know about our triggers, if we know what they are, we can plan to avoid them. Yeah. Just plan to avoid them. Like I said, if a person has a substance abuse problem or something like that, you may not want to go in that area. You may not want to go to a bar or you need people around you who are sensitive to your triggers and not drink alcohol around you. They are on that team to keep you safe. So that's one thing we can do. We can plan to avoid triggers if possible. Yeah. And the other one, like I say, is just being aware of your triggers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are listening, they had no clue. Like, is that what that was? Or is that what that is? Mm-hmm. You'd be wondering what's going on with you. Like, you be, you do. what is going on? Exactly. I'm talking about like out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. You're moving along. You, you're doing good. And then all of a sudden, you're feeling kind of off. Yeah. Yeah, but I love when you say make a plan because I just saw something the other day that said, "Okay, y'all, what are you doing for the holidays? And they talked about the fact that many people, of course, there's like seasonal depression and many people have seasonal depression during the holidays. Right. So we talk in November, we talk in December and they were saying, do you have a plan for the holidays? They were saying, if you find that you're going to be triggered during a certain time for some people, that's maybe death anniversaries or birthdays of a loved one. You know, it can be so many different dates and times of the year that are triggering for people. And so they were saying to make sure that you have a plan. If you know that 
you know, it may be a challenging time for you or if this is the period or time of the year that you are triggered, form a plan. So that's my, you know, I want to ask our listeners, if you find yourself having some kind of seasonal triggers, some people that's holidays, some people that are other times of the year, make a plan. Does that mean you need to get out of town? Does that mean you need to go have a staycation at a hotel? Does that mean you need to make sure you're around a friend or a loved one that you're keeping yourself busy or that you, you know, you have a plan? Please, please, please do that because that can help with triggers, planning ahead. That's right. That's exactly right. When you were saying that, it just brings me to around the holidays, just like you said, a lot of good things going around the holidays. So if certain things have changed, if certain loved ones aren't there anymore, it really changes up the feel and the mood of the holiday. Right. And it can bring back, you know, negative triggers. But just like we learn, it doesn't always have to be negative triggers. And that's what I've done with some of the recipes that my mother mm-hmm. left me. She used to cook a mean sweet potato pie mm. and a mean carrot cake. So a couple of years passed by, I was feeling, you know, just grieving her. And of course, what she brought to the table at Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you know, it was different. So that triggered me and I was feeling sad. But what I've learned to do is to incorporate that and look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. Even though she's not here present with us, we can bring her in and, and still it's a part of our holiday celebrations. So now we make these pies and we make these carrot cakes and we bring them to the table and it's just like her presence is there anyway. So, you know, it's a way to turn negatives into positives and just make the most out of these moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say too, when we're talking about triggers, Mm -hmm. I will share that I did see some growth in myself a few weeks back. Um, And this relates to rejections in terms of applying for something. So I had applied for like this leadership group or opportunity or cohort that's annually where I am. And there happens to always be like somebody from my office that's a part of it. Well, I didn't get it. And it wasn't necessarily for bad reasons. Like it was a capped at a certain number. And there were already two other people from my organization who are very high up that had applied to. So, I mean, it all makes sense. But looking back, I saw the growth in myself because there have been times where maybe I got a no for a job application or when I was applying for something years ago. And that thing would have me low, like it would have me down. And like, that's just a theme of rejection for me in general that I can just think about years down the line. But when this happened, like I felt it, but it didn't linger. Good. And I think that's a way that you can tell, have I progressed and have I grown from this is how long is it lingering? Like, am I feeling mighty bad and mighty low? Like Sophia said in the color purple for days and months, is that thing lingering or do I feel it? I hold space for it. I have my moment, but I keep it moving. So I want to, you know, encourage people to observe yourself and see like, "Mm, have I grown? Because sometimes we think that, dang, I feel a way about this. We think that that's us not growing. No, feel it. Hold space for it. Have your moment. The question is, how long am I allowing it to linger? Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to share that. Thank you for sharing that. And congratulations for growth. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we just wanted to talk to you today about triggers and 
You're not the only one dealing with triggers. And you know how it is out here in life. We're all pressing through and we're all in this together. So know that we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire Podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.